Knowing who's done something good, something meritorious, something favorable, something that deserves a thumbs up or a formal official. The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. Let me begin with uh, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. I like Dave Grohl. We played some of his music on this program before. He did that song, Everlong, the acoustic version of which is just so beautiful. It's really just magical. Dave Grohl spent over 24 hours volunteering at a Los Angeles shelter to prepare barbecue for hundreds of people experiencing homelessness. Once again, proving he's everybody's hero. The Foo Fighters frontman had brisket, pork butt, ribs, and more delivered to Hope the Mission's Trebek Center in Northridge, California, on February 22nd. He arrived around 3 in the afternoon, and he was in their kitchen preparing the meat. He was cutting it up, and he was there until he put it in the smoker. The meat didn't go in the smoker until midnight that night because Grohl said, oh, it has to season, and it has to do this. And this is clearly a guy that is a craftsman when it comes to barbecuing, and the fact that he and his fellow barbecuers spent 24 hours there. They took turns smoking the meat overnight, even as a major windstorm moved through Southern California, dumping hail and rain on the shelter that night until it was ready around 3 p.m. in the afternoon the next day. The meal that he had started wasn't ready until a day later, 24 hours later. He stayed there the whole time. This is a guy, this is literally a rock star. I think that's great. I think that is great. Dave Grohl, I do commend you. I must also commend 8-year-old Kayzen, K-A-Y-Z-E-N, an Arkansas boy who tried to help a friend of his. Kayzen shared that with a little help, he started a GoFundMe fundraiser to raise funds for his friend and favorite Waffle House server, Devante. The eight-year-old said he has come to know the worker from eating breakfast at a Little Rock area Waffle House. The boy shared that Devante is a hardworking dad with two little girls and a wife. Kazen described him as a dedicated worker who has to walk or get a ride to work every day. According to the GoFundMe account, Devante was looking for a decent-priced car but found mold in the family's apartment that has set them back. Kazen said they're helping Devante and his family get into another rental property but started the account with the hopes of raising funds to help get the family a reliable vehicle. After five days, the fundraising efforts have gained enough attention to more than double the $5,000 original goal. As of Friday... The GoFundMe fundraiser has raised more than $11,000. Isn't that incredible? This Waffle House server owes what's likely to be a new car for his family and a whole new way of life to an 8-year-old boy. Why? Because he befriended him. Because he was nice to him. It pays to be nice to people. And this is the latest example of that. Uh, 8-year-old Kazan of Arkansas. I do commend you. I must also commend Colonel Paris Davis, President Biden on Friday, awarded retired Army Special Forces Colonel Paris Davis the Medal of Honor 
for repeatedly risking his life to save his men during a fierce ambush nearly 60 years ago in Vietnam. Biden said the honor of bestowing the medal upon Colonel Davis may be the most consequential day since he's been president. He's an incredible man. Now, I don't care what you think about Joe Biden or his politics. He's exactly right on this one. Biden uh, is 100 percent right when he talks about what an incredible man Paris Davis is. He was among the first black special forces officers despite efforts to dissuade his service. Thankfully, Paris didn't listen to him, and he helped write the history of this country. The Medal of Honor is awarded to any military service member who distinguishes himself conspicuously by gallantry and intrepidity intrepidity, at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty. So congratulations to you, Colonel Paris Davis. Thank you for your service. I must commend the Grand View University softball team. This is really interesting. You could see video of this. Uh, Breitbart and a number of other publications did articles on this. In a grand act of sportsmanship, a college softball team joined in unison to help an injured opponent round the bases after she hit a grand slam but twisted an ankle running from first to second. Uh, So actually, the formal commendation is for the Southeastern team because Caitlin Moses, she plays for Grandview University, and she hit a grand slam. And then just after passing first base, she fell to the ground, unable to continue running. And her teammates were just stunned at what happened next. See, according to the league rules, team members cannot help an injured player run the bases. And if a player can't run on the bases, the runs don't count. So once Moses' opponents realized that she couldn't finish her run after her Grand Slam, they gathered as a team to carry Moses around the bases to earn her run. Southeastern players helped Moses touch second, third, and home in a grand display of good sportsmanship. This is wonderful, and it's something that everybody should see. And uh, I commend the Southeastern University girls softball team for doing this. A True inspiration. I want to commend retired New York City firefighter Rocco Chiricella. This is really great. Uh, This is a retired firefighter who helped the crew of a Spirit Airlines jet put out a midair fire. See, this is my experience with firefighters. Every firefighter I know... They are a firefighter all the time, and they're always rushing to help people. They're always looking to be of service, and I love seeing this. Flight 259 was en route from Dallas to Orlando on Wednesday afternoon when a passenger's vaping device battery caught fire in an overhead bin. I thought these devices weren't allowed on airplanes. I don't understand. So Rocco was flying with his wife, and he noticed that the plane started to drop altitude, and somebody yelled, fire. 
He said smoke was billowing out of the overhead bin. So he jumped to help the crew put out the flames, leaving him with burns on some fingers. The footage shot by a passenger shows Rocco and other crew members working furiously to put out the fire behind before the Airbus A320 landed in Jacksonville around uh, 2 p.m. It was a battery-powered vape tied to a battery charging inside the compartment. Very dangerous. And it ignited a piece of luggage next to it. So this fella, a retired fireman, said it was just instinct. It was lucky we got to it right away. We averted a major uh, problem. Guys, don't bring your vape on an airplane. Don't bring your vape charger on an airplane. Don't do it. Don't do it. They catch fire. All right, I must commend Eli Lilly. I uh, I speak a lot, obviously, about prescription drugs and the crisis when it comes to pres- prescription drug pricing in this country. And look, ultimately, this is something that we're going to have to deal with as a country. This is unsustainable healthcare costs in this country, especially for people that are. We have a listener, David, in the Bronx, who has been forced to. Uh, shoulder a lot of the burden when it comes to the exorbitant price of insulin. Eli Lillen, excuse me, Eli Lilly announced that they are slashing the list price for some of its insulin products following years of criticism from lawmakers and activists that the price of this life-saving hormone had become unaffordable. So now um, they are going to lower this a bit to $35 which is great. What's even greater about this is this is starting a race to the bottom. Civica, a nonprofit drug maker in Utah, for example, they have said they plan to begin selling their insulin, their insulin, which is biosimilar, for roughly $30 per vial by next year. That's $5 more than the new price of Eli Lilly's generic insulin. And other... Other companies are also following suit, and I think that's great. This is what we want, competition to offer consumers lower prices, not l- these drug companies looking to out-gouge one another. And I tell you who I have to give credit to, again, on this, Lena Khan and the FCC. No, F-E, uh, yeah, the uh, FTC. So many, this alphabet soup, F-E-C, F-C-C, F-T-C. Lena Khan and the Federal Trade Commission She has done a great job on this, and she really made this her fight. Now, Eli Lilly can take credit for this, and I'm giving them credit. I am. But they got a little bit of an arm twisting from Lena Khan uh, of the FTC. And I don't care what you think about Biden. His appointment of Lena Khan is, as far as I'm concerned, one of his finest appointments. And her role, once again, on this insulin drug pricing issue has been exemplary. Uh, Let me commend Dylan Rubel and Garrett Jensen. These are two engineers working at Boeing who broke a record that has now been certified. They broke a record for longest paper plane flight. They set a new world record for farthest flight by a paper aircraft, sending a sheet of paper... 290 feet. Can you imagine a paper airplane 290 feet? This is extraordinary. This 
paper airplane should be in the museum somewhere. It should be in the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Um, they accomplished the feat with the help of Nathaniel Erickson. All three of them are going to be cited on the Guinness World Records page, although Rubel is the one who threw the plane on its record-shattering flight. They studied origami and aerodynamics for months, putting in 400 to 500 hours of creating different prototypes to try to design a plane that could fly higher and longer. So they ended up going with an A4-sized paper and went up to the maximum for weight, 100 grams per square meter. The heavier the paper, the greater the momentum when you throw it. It takes over 20 minutes to accurately fold the record-breaking airplane design. Isn't that incredible? I was never great with making a paper airplane. I could do a very basic design, but I could never... I would look at friends of mine. They would make these kind of cool airplanes and get them to fly a dozen feet. I thought that was cool, let alone 290. Sheesh. On the day of the attempt, they achieved the record on the third throw. So congratulations to them. I really do think that's something to be proud of. I want to commend Fremont, California. I've never been to Fremont, California, but I'm going to go. Because for the third straight year, Fremont, California has been named the happiest city in America. This is from a report on the personal finance website WalletHub that put Fremont on the top of its 2023 happiest cities in America rankings. The report compared more than 180 of the largest cities across three key indicators of happiness, including income growth, and depression rate, and Fremont topped the list for the third straight year. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to them. The least happy city, in case you're curious, in the entire country, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. I want to commend Katrina Kohel. Kohel? Kohel? K-O-H-E-L. How would you pronounce that? I'm going with Kohel. Katrina Kohel a senior at Morrill High School has been cheering alone at the Nebraska State Cheer and Dance Championships. Why? The rest of her squad quit the team a week earlier. So this girl, this teenage girl, a Nebraska high school senior competed alone at her state's cheer competition. The rest of the team all quit. She said it wasn't a hard decision adding that she was thrilled with her performance. Uh, A week and a half before this championship, three freshmen quit the the, uh, cheerleading squad for personal reasons, leaving just one girl. And she and her coach, they debated what to do next. Would they make the five-hour trip all the way to Grand Island, Nebraska, to watch the three-day high school dance and cheer competition? Would they sit it out altogether? Well, neither of those options worked for Katrina Kohel. And after talking it over with her mom, she told Ott she wanted to make the trip to perform the routine she'd worked hard to perfect all season, even if that meant taking the mat by herself. I think this is great. Kohel told um, the newspaper, the Nebraska Insider, she's been cheering on her high school's team for four years, and that she dreamed of being a cheerleader since her parents took her to the high school football games as a little girl. I mean, that's my kind of young person. 
independent, a real leader, not at all put off by going it alone. I, I like that. That's my kind of person. I would like to. Th- I was never into cheerleading, but I'd like to think if I was, I would do the same thing. And finally, I want to commend Tommy Pasquale of Randolph, New Jersey. He successfully walked from the Atlantic to the Pacific nearly 3,000 miles from Manasquan, New Jersey to Venice Beach, California, 3,000 miles in 143 days, all to raise money and awareness for America's homeless veterans. I think this is great. Since completing the trip, he raised nearly $97,935, and um, I think this is really incredibly admirable. And uh, I think it's a travesty in this country that there's any homeless veteran. No veteran in this country should be homeless. And I recognize there are a lot of factors here. You got PTSD, you have drug use, alcoholism, substance abuse, a lot of other things that might be at play here. If you're going to serve our country in the military for a week, a month, a year, two years, this country owes it to you not to let you go homeless. And I commend this gentleman, Tommy Pasquale, for helping America fulfill its commitment to these homeless veterans. And you talk about an impressive um, an impressive feat. Walking 3,000 miles in 143 days? Very impressive. All right. If you want to comment on anyone that I have commended, you're welcome to give me a call. 833-969-4447. That's 833-969-4447. We do have a new number today. Uh, So if you prefer the letters, Ted Wow Gigs, that's T-E-D-W-O-W. G-I-G-S, Ted Wow Gigs, 833-969-4447. We'll take your call straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 